Father, we receive illumination by your spirits. Change us. Let no one remain the same. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Um, so in the month of uh, June, we started our conversation, Ordered Steps. Ordered Steps. And we began to unveil God's will for his children. It is God's desire that you as God's child, you know what to do. You know where to go. You are not in any form of darkness or in any form of cloudiness or in any form of confusion. You have a daddy that is responsible for you, that cares for you. And that's the, that's the whole idea in the month of June to, to bring it beyond the realm of information where you know for a truth deep down inside you that you are sure that you are sure that you are absolutely confident that I have a daddy that cares for me. I have a father who is responsible for me. And we started this conversation last week by laying three bricks for the benefit of those who were not with us last week and for those who need a mild refresher. We said that for those who are going to enjoy divine direction, whose steps are going to be ordered, divinely orchestrated, they must, number one, have a consciousness as God, not just as God, all right? But to have a consciousness of God, yes, who is terrible, yes, God, who is mighty, yes, God, who is Jehovah, yes, God, who is a mighty warrior, yes, God, who is a jealous God, yes. However, the one who is going to enjoy ordered steps must have a revelation of God as daddy. He's my father. We said number two is that direction, this level of sophistication of a life that is lived by the Spirit is for sons. And we made a delineation last week that direction is for sons. Let's go to God's Word. Let's go to God's Word. Proverbs chapter 4, we read from verse 10 to verse 20. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 10 to verse 20. And I will not pause on the way. I'm just going to read this straight. Amen. Amen. It says, Hear my son. Hear my son. And receive my sayings. It says, The years of your life will be many. The secret to your prosperity is in the instructions of the Spirit. The, spirit, the secret to your longevity, to your health, everything you need and seek, it's, in, it's, it's, it's eating for you, not from you. And there is an invitation upon your life to intimacy, to deeper waters, where you begin to glide on the wings of the Spirit. It says, I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in the right paths. It says, when you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked. And we dramatized this last week. Don't switch lanes. Don't start with the spirit and feel a need to jump ship to do a faster route. You've seen those who don't have a relationship with the spirit. Those who don't read the Bible. Those who don't pray. And you're seeing pictures on Instagram. And you're basing the progress in their lives based on filters on Instagram. And they went to a dealership to pose in a car and put a scripture underneath. And you are there sweating. Say, God, when? 
are you allowing somebody on a fake lane, living a fake life, to put pressure on a real you, living a real life on the life lane? It says, don't enter the path of the wicked. Do not walk in the way of evil. Don't See, guys, let me preach this message. Tap your neighbor. Say, don't switch lanes. He's a screensaver. Do you guys still remember screensaver? He's a screensaver. That's not their real life. And even if it is their real life, it is their life. God has something unique for you. Verse 15. It says, avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they do not sleep. Uh -huh. That's the backstory that you don't know. Unless they have done evil and their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. Verse 17. They eat the bread of wickedness. They drink the wine of violence. We're really going to 18 and 19. But it begins with a but. It says but. Somebody say but. Somebody say but. The path of the just is like the shining sun. It shines ever brighter onto the perfect day. Please just speak to yourself. Say my path. Is like the path of the just shines brighter onto the perfect day. Verse 19 says, The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. It says, My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Psalms 37, verse 23 and verse 24. Psalms 37, verse 23. And verse 24, it says the steps of a good man, the steps of the righteous, they are what? Ordered. They are arranged. <laughs> they are arranged. It's not anyhow. They are, they, are, they, are, they are deliberately ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. It gives God, it gives God so much joy when his children trust him. And trust his leading and trust his timing. And they are not trying to help God to accomplish the promise. They are not trying to give God agars and they are not birthing Ishmael's. It delights when you can wait. It delights when even when it's past the age of childbearing, you can still hold on to God's word, not wavering in faith. Verse 24 says, Though he fall, the righteous, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. Somebody say glory to God. Alright, so let, let's, let's sail this ship and, and trust the Lord to, to help us. I'm trusting that God's word is coming to liberate someone today. And I believe that person is me. I don't know about you. But the word today is going to liberate someone. In the name of Jesus. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. We read from the Passion Translation. And we pick it up from where we auto-sailed last week it says that the mature children of god are those who are moved by the impulses of the holy spirit sons are those who are led by the spirit it says in the king james but this translation says that those sons are mature children somebody say mature children and that proof of maturity is not the presence of white air that maturity is not, is not the presence of a title. It's not that we call you Dickin or Dickness or Bishop for their men. Amen. 
Amen. It says the proof of maturity is how sensitive to you are to the impulses of the spirit and your response to them. The word moved there captures two action steps. It means that you picked it in the first place and then you responded to it. Hello? Can you see it? So in one word is bundled to actions. The impulses of the spirit, you are sensitive to it, you've picked it. This is the direction God is leading right now and you've responded to it. He says those are the mature children, not those that the father will, 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 will literally have to spell it out. And after spelling it out, they'll say, eh? <laughs> Have you seen people like that before? You're talking, eh? Eh? And you're wondering, is there, is there something in your ears? It says the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Spirit. And I've titled our conversation this morning, The Impulses of the Spirit. Impulse. They come as nudgings. They come as perceptions. While others are waiting for essays. While others are waiting for alphabets. Others are able to pick signals. He stood. He moved. Oh my. This is off script. I remember something a dear man of God shared. And this thing you are going to see very quickly. It comes with intimacy. There is no other way. Hear me? Just in case something happens to PD. And I start giving you five, ten points of another way. There is no other way. Aside intimacy with the spirit. That is the only way you can pick his impulses. The man of God said it, it was after service that somebody told him. Somebody who had been a committed son in that. And the person was a lady. All right. But the lady had been a committed son. I'm just clarifying that son there. I'm not. You understand? Somebody who had been with him for over 20 years in ministry. Was sitting in the audience with her husband. And said as the man of God came on stage. She just told her husband and said. Daddy is not going to. They call him daddy. Daddy is not going to preach today. And the husband said how do you know? Like he came up with his Bible and with his notes. Said daddy is not going to preach today. And that was what she just told she told her husband, it was not word of knowledge. Hello, guys. Are you still in the room? It was not word. It's not like the Spirit of God told me that pastor is not going. No, no, no. She sensed it. And she said he just came on stage, took a song, took another song, and just closed his Bible. I said, today there will not be a message. Virgin, let us pray. I started ministry. And then it was after the service that they came to him. The husband was telling the wife, how did you know? How did you know? And then, when they were reporting to him, he said, the lady said, after all these years of working with you, he said, the way you came on stage, I saw the way you were moving. And that movement was familiar. I knew that there was, you know when there's a tug, the Spirit of God is speaking to you, you are tugging, but I want to preach. You know, I've, I've spent time preparing this sermon. They must hear it. So, that was what was going on. Everybody was thinking, was just, you know, oscillating. Whereas somebody who was a son, Picked the impulses even before the person concerned knew that they were not preaching. Do you understand what I'm saying? It comes with intimacy over time. Somebody said the impulses of the spirit. We all start out as children, but we must not remain children. All of us start out as children, but we must not remain children. And my assignment to us this morning is to begin to show you the difference between a child. And a son. The difference between children 
and mature children. The difference between those who will go in circles and circles and those who are going to break forth and take possession of the promised land. Those who are going to enter in. I have about seven of them in my notes. Trusting the Lord to help us with time. Exodus chapter 13 verse 17 and verse 18. Exodus chapter 13 verse 17 and verse 18. It says when Pharaoh finally lets the people go. God did not lead them along the main road that runs through the Philistine territory even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. Guys, can you help me preach this message this morning? There is a shortcut to the promised land. But that shortcut is the longest <laughs> my God. Guys, I know you, we, we, we might remember this message and we might smile and we might laugh. But I'm telling you that there is a reason why the devil keeps on offering shortcuts. If the shortcut is going to take me there, the devil really does not want me to get there. So why is he showing me the shortcut? Have you ever, have you ever thought about it? Relax, guys. I know you're in Sunday morning mode. Think about it. I am supposed to get, let me pick an example. I'm supposed to get from here to square one. If I take the regular route, it's going to take me 15 minutes. I didn't check. Let's just say 15 minutes, right? Right? And when I get to square one, there's something that God has for me there. God's desire is for me to get to square one. God has a route for me to pass between here and getting to square one. Designed in that route is a curriculum. Trainings and learnings that mature me on the way. Such that by the time I get to square one, it's not the person who left here that is arriving at square one. The person who left here is looking like Dio. The person who gets here is looking more like Jesus. And that person can lay hold of the complete fullness of the inheritance. So when the devil comes to give God's children shortcuts, you will think his interest is in you getting to square one early. God is too slow. 15 minutes. You can, you can get there in two minutes. Go this way. So you go this way and you get to square one. The only issue is that you, when you now get there, you now say, God, is this really square one? What, what did you want me to see here? You'll be looking at wells. You'll see desert. Because part of the journey was that eyes will open on step one. On the left turn, ears will pop open. So that by the time you get there, your ears can hear, your eyes can see. But the devil has given you shortcuts. So you now you, you are now there and say, well, so what is even here? Maybe, maybe God didn't ever want me here after all. It says there was a short route to the pr promised land, but God said, these people in this version, if they are faced with battle, have not taught their hands to war yet. They might change their minds and return to Egypt. I love verse 18 so much. Please give me verse 18 in the old KJV. The old, the, the old KJV. Yes. But God led the people about. Do you know what about means? <laughs> Let me tell you what about means. I'm going from here to that door. There's a straight line from here to the door. About, but ears have not opened yet. Eyes have not opened so I say right. 
you do like this, you do like this, then I get the feedback. You don't know right yet. You don't know right yet. You are still guessing. Do you know that there are believers that still guess today? They still guess. The right name, job offer one, job offer two, job offer three, job offer four. Holy Ghost. <clears throat> Which one is it? Let the right one fall on the floor. Then, that's, that's exactly what they are doing. If you are a lost caster, you are still going about. Somebody say about. It's not as if God does not know the road. But he, as a good father, he must take you about. Because in the about is where applications are being installed. Upgrades are being done. How to discern on the journey. Those who look like friends but are not friends. You learn that in the about. It is in the about. But you just say, God, is it not straight? We know the way. We are going to go. There are giants in the land. You said we should go. And you just carry your head. He says that I know where I'm leading you about. Somebody say about. But God's plan is not for you to go about forever. Because there's still a promised land. The issue is the version of the person that gets there. That is God's, that is God's, that is God's priority. It's not just about the promised land. It is about the promised land. It's not just about the journey. It is about the journey. There is a person that you become transformed into on the journey. And that person enters into the fullness of the promise. So it is both about the journey and the destination. He led them about. Number one here, children are led about. Sons are led into. When is now sure that you've, you've learned how to learn and you've heard how to hear and you now know how to perceive he now says now it is time to go in he led them about hear me many times as you begin to walk with the spirit the initial curriculum is just how to hear sometimes it's on frivolous things it's on frivolous things you're just about to go out he says take an extra bag i'm not going grocery shopping today take an extra bag You're about to drive. You see a 25, um, a quarter coin. You have a $1 coin. Take a, a dollar. They, that, they, their cart is $25. Take a dollar. When you're doing here, what you're doing is you're delaying. <laughs> you're delaying the journey in the about. That's really what you're doing. But if you've learned, you just take it. You take it. Sometimes it will give you feedback. And you will know why you took it. Some other times, if you are further on in your journey, you, you, there is no, you, you will look at the thing there and you will just smile. You say, I took it, but I still don't know what that thing is doing there. I have no idea what it is doing there. You can't be friends with that person. Ah, Holy Spirit, their tongues is, is tonguing. Jesus, they've done nothing wrong. They're good people. You can't be close with that person. The, the other people are not, they don't smile at me. That's the only person that smiles. You now carry your head there. You carry your head. Amen. Let's stay on God's word today. We have seven points. <laughs> Somebody say about. The one the father loves, he will keep you in the about until you are ready for him to. Yeah, yeah. So please stop fleecing. Stop casting lots. Stop casting lots. Stop fleecing. 
Stop going, stop going around like this. Round, round and 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 round. No. Number two. Children constantly need intervention. Sons strive on instructions. Please listen to me. I'm standing in front of you. I have in the past prayed for divine intervention. I will in the present pray for divine intervention. Sometime in the future, you will hear it from my mouth. Divine intervention. So that we will not allow the devil use uncertainty to come and build something for someone and say, didn't your pastor say yeah, intervention is for children? No. Intervention is for all sons. However, children are obsessed with intervention. That's the difference. If, if it is not intervention, it cannot be any other way. However, mature sons have come to a place where they've, they've, they've found and they know that what I live on and what my life needs is instructions. Intervention is the concept of rescue. God will come and rescue me. Your dad says stay in the house. Sit in the car. Don't come out. Why won't I come out? What is outside there? Didn't he just go out? And then you open the door and you come out. Of course, when dad sees you and sees danger, what does daddy do? He runs there and just snatches you before something, something grabs the person. Alright? But the will of the father is not to be running and catching you. Do you understand? That's not the will of the father. Not to be playing catcher. His will is for him to sit and give instructions. I know I have a son that will hear. I have a son that will stay. I have a son that will obey. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20, the same one we read earlier. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20. It says, my son, attend to my words. Incline your ear. In, somebody say incline. Somebody say incline. The word incline already assumes that there are multiple voices. Incline means, another version says turn. Turn. Incline means there are multiple voices. And part of what God does in your maturing process is for you to be able to, and there's no better way to say this. The definition of incline I want you to remember is for you to deafen your ears to every voice that is not the voice of God's spirit. Did you hear me? So it's not just about turning to hear the voice of the spirit, but to deafen your ear to the voice of the flesh. Deafen your ear to the voice of impossibility. Deafen your ear to the voice of circumstance. And say, I have heard what God has said to me. I will turn. Incline means to angulate so that you can pick the right signal. Many, many of this generation, you don't know antennas. When we, when we talk about antennas, many kids, school kids can't relate. What's that? You know what's that? You know, a, a child saw a diskette, a real diskette. How many people know what a diskette is? A real diskette. And the child was like, oh, that, that's so cool. Like, that's the save button. <laughs> many, many don't know antennas. Many don't know antennas. Whenever I, I, I explain incline, this is even from one of our midweek teachings. There's a certain place. It's not my wife's birthday today. Um, so the country my wife is from. Amen. <laughs> There's a certain, we, we call it bus stop. In this part of the world, you guys call it bus terminals. 
So when, when we're like bus terminals, you guys just think of like one nice place. There's a shop. You just go in. You, know, you buy coffee. The bus comes and people just like line up. And you know, and you have your card. You're waiting to like tap your card. And you know, the first person goes. And you like go and you say hello to the driver. And then you go in and you get hello. I'm not talking of bus terminal. I'm talking of bus stop. Where the bus is already moving. And if you are going where the bus is going, you better do what? You better join the train. <laughs> And even when it is time for you to drop, I saw a meme on social media. One guy wanted to drop from a moving train and he just dropped like that. I said, this guy is not skilled. He has not been trained to war. How many of you know how to drop from a, from a moving vehicle? You know the physics. You know the physics. My goodness. Those things, they don't teach it in school. That's why he leads you about. about. <laughs> in that bus stop I'm talking about, they are like, I do not want to exaggerate. Maybe like 50, 50 different stores selling pirated CDs. And they are playing their songs so that you hear the song and you come and buy the CD. Do you understand the concept? There are 50 of them. But as you are hearing Nathaniel Bassi on this side, you are hearing Whiskey on the other side, David on this side. And you just hear, do see how it comes, we pop up when you turn here. The same, you are just here like this. Just a 360 degree, you can hear like 50 songs. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? All of them blasting. So he says incline. Do you know what incline means? It means in that mess, you will hear only one song. In that mess, your ears have been trained to hear only one song. And one of the best ways I illustrate this is something a lot of people don't get. Those of us who are musicians... There's something what we call scoring a song. Four people will sing and hear all the parts. You have a choir of 100 people. You have keyboard one, keyboard two, keyboard three. You have bass, guitar, guitar one, guitar two. You have violins, you have cellos. You have all of the orchestra. And then somebody will now tell you to score the song and teach it to the choir. So your ears are plugged. Do you know you won't tell alto and tenor to keep quiet so that you can hear soprano? You don't do that. You train yourself. Everybody's singing, but you can hear only one part. Everybody's playing, you can hear only the piano. And you say, this is, <laughs> this is the chord. I remember one, one, one of my dear friends who plays keys for Pastor Nat. There was one song. We plugged it. I said, this is the chord. You know, you now do your face like this. <laughs> he plugged his ear. He said, no, this is the chord. So we're going back and forth. But these days now, I hear, I hear that there are a lot of chord sheets online. You know, and they're even parts online. Like, seriously? Seriously? Technology wants to do your about for you. Somebody say instructions. Proverbs 19, verse 27. Proverbs 19. See, hear me, guys. You must learn. See, God will not turn off the other voices. He will train you to deafen your ear to them. It won't turn it off. Don't say, oh God, I don't want to. If it's not you, I don't know. What do you mean? No, I want, to know, I want you to know my voice. If there are 5,000 people in this room and my wife calls my name, I will know. Must be nice. <laughs> Proverbs 19.27 It says, if you stop listening to instruction, my son, you will stray. Forget it. You will stray from the words of knowledge. This is the danger of those who start with instructions and now want to skip lanes. He said, don't stop it. Your life is on instructions. 
Number one, children are led about. Sons are led into. Number two, children have a, an, an, an intervention mentality. When will God rescue me? Sons have an instruction mentality. This is my life and I will in, incline my ear to it. Number three, let's move faster now. Children fold their hands. They wait. They claim that they are waiting to hear God. We dealt with this in the morning. The realm of the spirits, the realm of the prophetic, the realm of the angelic loves it when the message is to be delivered to somebody who is decisive. Somebody who, who when this is God speaking and you've done the checks, you've verified that this is God speaking, they make a move. Sons speak promptings and they move. Acts chapter 16 verse 6. Acts chapter 16 verse 6 to verse 10. Acts chapter 16. Is anybody getting blessed so far? Are you, are you seeing where you are? Are you seeing how you have to trust God to help you? Today, today, today. It says next, Paul and Silas, they traveled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia. Why? The Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. See, that verse alone, if it is today, today, let's say you have your team going for a K2H, code word. Folks online, you might not know what that is. So, you and your team, you're going out. And as you're going out, somebody who is a mature son and picks the impulses of the spirit says, I know we agreed that we're going to, let's still stay on square one. Square one. By sense that the spirit of God is saying we should not go to square one. Now, if they are children, somebody will actually say, thank God. Hey, thank God. I didn't even want to come today. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. And do you know where the person is going to? Back home. I wanted to go. The Holy Spirit prevented us. What else do you need? What else do you need? Somebody else who is a child in the maturing process. We say, Holy Spirit, where? And we will not hear anything. You think he will say Yorkdale. He won't say anything. He's maturing you. Because he expects you to move again. Do you understand? Okay, if it's not square one, um, you just bring, you can't even do it carnally. And go to your to, to your phone and say where else is close to 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 square one? Um, okay, not sure. I, I just say okay. You know what? We are going to the there's one like uh, what do you call those open malls? Plaza. There's one plaza not too far from Shoppers World. We are going to Shoppers World. And as you're about to go to Shoppers World again, the mature son, there's an there's an unease. We're not going to. Somebody say, have we not tried? We've tried. It's time, to, it's time to do what? It's time to go. Verse 7. Coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of Bithynia. See, when you're beginning to read big names like this, if you don't want to do the hard work of getting a Bible map and actually appreciating the distance, just replace it with places that you know. Okay? So they went through the area of Mississauga and Toronto. All right? Coming to Brampton, they went through Calidon. They got through Etobicoke. But the spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. Did not allow them to go there. Let's go to verse 8. Verse 8. Verse 8. So, instead, can you, can you see something come on here? Go, go back home was not on the table. Hey, guys, am I sitting in church this morning? Like, go back home was not on the table. He said, go. So, we are going. 
The issue is where are we going? We are not sure yet. But to go and sit down, fold our hands and say we are waiting for him to tell us. You receive that instruction on the move. It is as you are moving that you get the where. Uh, do, do you understand it? But if you are sitting for where to come and meet you, the where does not have the, the grace built into where will not stand you up. What you need grace for now is to stand up first. When you are now moving, then you now get where. So that when where comes, you now not go to your um, wardrobe. You now start looking. Um, is today like red or blue or green? This we say these ones are not ready yet. It says that night, verse nine. Paul had a vision, and a man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there, pleading with him, "Come over to Macedonia and help us." Verse ten. So we decided to leave for. Macedonia. At once. Somebody say at once. We didn't drag over. All this we wonder you didn't say, you know, no, let's go and do another three days on Macedonia to be sure. To verify. They moved. Somebody say they moved. Number four. So children are impatient. Sons have no issues starring. Like you just wait. Do, do you really believe that my instruction is the most important thing for your life? If you do, then you wait for it. Like, where are you going? The instruction has not come yet. So where are you going? Can you see the subtle difference? And let me just say this. Let me say this, please. When you lose your peace, pause and pray it through. Did you hear me? Hello. When you lose your peace, what do you do? Pause and pray it through. If after praying it through, your peace has not returned to you. Pause, add fasting to it. If after fasting, your peace has not returned, pause and call your pastor. If you don't have a pastor, Amen. 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 I didn't say the pastor of your church. Hello. No, 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 no. I'm not even drawing stones. There are many who the pastor of their church is not their pastor. And that might be proof to you that that is not your church. They are praying. That's what they are doing there. They are praying for God to shift them and to carry them out. Because the instruction you need is in somebody's joke. You know, that's the funny thing. The next instruction for your life is in a casual joke that the one appointed you will just make near the door. Just casual joke. Oh, just, oh, uh, uh, the person saying you might not even know what they are saying. They might not even know what they are saying. Was it not last week we went to rejoice with a family and I heard they are coming here to do their, their, their Thanksgiving for their twins. After 12 years of trusting God for the fruit of the womb, he said, Pity just said that you have your baby in May. I couldn't remember. The baby's due date was June. The doctor called and said, we're having this baby in May. The two cute, you'll see them. Cute princes, cute kings. Like something just carelessly said. Carelessly. I used to have a pastor friend that used to say something. He used to say it when, it was one of the pastors when I was on campus. So, I was a lot younger, younger physically, younger spiritually. I didn't used to get it. He says, if after three months of being in this church, there's no noticeable change 
in your life or instruction that you've received. He said, leave. I'm interested in you. Leave. Go find where you belong. I didn't used to understand it. But you find people that want to die there. And, and that's not where you belong. God, you have stack of emails from heaven waiting for you where you really belong. And you are starving and dehydrated in a place and saying, God, speak. God is saying, I've been speaking. You are not where, you are not where my voice is. This thing is a big cancer in the body of Christ today. It's a very big issue. Amen. Number what? Number. Let's, let's be patient a bit. Let's stay on number four for a minute. Tarry. Somebody say tarry. Tarry means to wait. To wait. To wait. You know, this is what Saul could not do. Saul knew he was supposed to wait. Don't wait until you are tired. Wait until he speaks. Saul, you, you know some people actually give ultimatum. I'm sure Saul set a timer. He just looked left, looked right, says Samuel is not coming. What are the odds that is the moment you take the wrong step that Samuel now shows up? Like what are the odds? What are the odds that the 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 same you are saying God, I, God, I need to be engaged. I need to marry. I need to be engaged. God, like who is he? Who is he? And God is saying, wait, my daughter. Go and listen to royals from February, January. Lock yourself up with fasting. Listen. The answer is, he said, God, I didn't say I want to listen to sermon. I said I want to know your will for my life. The word comes again. Go and listen to January. I'm speaking to someone now. Go and listen. Amen. <laughs> Go and listen to January, February royal service. Say, God, I didn't say I need sermon. And there's this guy that's been on my case. He's a nice guy. God, if in three days' time, I don't hear from you, I'm going to tell him yes. Your day one, your day one, you know, somebody touches somebody in production team, post throwback from royal service, January. The person posts it. You now see, you're like, ah, I really should go, go listen. But you tell yourself, you are not, it's not someone you are looking for. You are waiting for a name, right? A name. Day two, day three, you don't listen. So the guy just messaged you, hello, beautiful. You know, I sent you a message like eight months ago. You know, I just want you to know that I'm, I'm praying. We'll garnish it with spiritualities. I've been praying and I just believe that the Holy Spirit should have spoken to you by now. You should have heard from the Spirit by now. And sheepishly, you say, yes. Yes. And you just, you know when, 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 when a team wins Champions League, demons will just shout, yes. Do you know that singular decision can be the difference between everything and everything. Exodus 24. We need, to, we need to, to move faster. Exodus 24, verse 13. Exodus 24, verse 13. So Moses arose with his assistant, Joshua. One day we'll come back to this scripture and we'll, we'll zoom a light on Joshua. Will you remember? But for now, Moses went up to the mountain of God and he said to the elders, can you picture this with me? Can you picture this with me? Moses is going for a retreat. He does not know how long that retreat will be. For as long as it takes, Moses is ready to be with God. So what does he say to the elders? He says, wait here for us until we come back to you. Indeed, Aaron and her are with you. If only Moses knew who these guys were. That these are, these are, 
He says, if any man has a difficulty, let him go to them. Well, their difficulty is that they don't know God. That's their real difficulty. Then Moses went up into the mountain and a cloud covered the mountain. Verse 16. Verse 16. It says, now the glory of the Lord rested on the mount. The cloud covered it for how long? Six days, no voice. Six days, no welcome, Moses. It says, and on the seventh day, he called out to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. What was day one to six like? Waiting. If he's a child, is he see the gods that they, they came to meet? Oh, what is he doing? Is he busy? I've been here for three days now. Can't he come out and see me? Number five, children are only interested in the father's hand. What can daddy give me today? Sons are interested in the father's heart and in his face. Am I doing his will? Did I get a smile? I know everybody said that was a powerful sermon. But did I step out of line? Did I say what I was not supposed to say? When my mom, my mom has now gone home to be with the Lord. But when she was around, she used to watch services and she used to give me feedback. She said, she will say it. She will say, Alufa. Powerful sermon. May I know that she's just introducing. The real feedback is coming. Great sermon. But and when, then when she begins to say the but, I'll take notes and note it. The introduction was too long. She will always say, be keeping to time. Be keeping to time. Apostle, do you want to step into the... <laughs> be keeping to time. Be keeping... Like... So, now, after many sermons, I know people are blessed, no doubt. But I go back in the inner recesses of my heart. Not just for his hand, but I'm looking to his face. Did he smile? Did I do what I was supposed to do? Because see, proof that we obeyed or disobeyed is not result. When instruction was speak to rock and he struck the rock, did water come out or not? Did the people drink or not? When those people go, what will they say? Father, thank you for Moses that he obeyed you. Right? Right? But between Moses and God, there was, a, there was an issue. There was an issue. So, did, were people blessed? Yes. Was it a powerful miracle service? Yes. Did, did he say, don't say it, and you said it? Number six, because of our time. And this one, I really want you to fight this one and hold on to it. Children are paralyzed by cloudiness. They are overwhelmed when there are multiple good options. Do you know it's easy when the option is between black and white? That, that's pretty straightforward. But what if it is... <laughs> You know colors. Colors now have dimensions these days. There's pink, lilac, magenta, cyan, all sorts of spectrums. When everything, when it's not very clear and it's cloudy, children can be very overwhelmed. And yet things will look like, my sister, what's going on here? You just, I don't know what to do. For sons, the moment they see clouds coming, like coming, it triggers something on their inside. Then they get up. I said, Claudio, just in case this was your destination, I will so deal with you that the next time you see my direction, you will run far. And this is what I want you to leave this month with. It is not okay for you to be confused. It's not okay. Don't say it's normal. It's not okay. Psalms 43 verse 3 to verse 5. We have to land this plane. Psalms 43 verse 3 to verse 5. 
It says, oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Okay, ICC, can we say this prayer together? Oh, Lord, send your light. Send your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill, to your tabernacle. Let the, the things that should confuse me, let them bring me to the place of prayer. Let, it, let, 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 me, let me make it a, a, an item for this fast. It says in verse 4, Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. Can you see it? It is, was it not confusion that was coming? It says, I know how to, I know how to mess that thing up. Not here. I will rejoice. You just give me, give me a few hours. Let me blast in tongues and let me worship with my hands lifted up. That thing cannot stay here. Where, where do you want to come and stay? Not here. Not here. Somebody say, not here. Verse 5 says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Open God. Get up. Smile again. You have his word. Go read his word. You have messages he's been whispering to you. Go back to that series. Go back to that series. Play that album. Listen to that message. Sit on this verse. Why? 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 Open God, for I will yes praise him. The help of my countenance and my God. Number seven, children actually dread God's presence. They claim, God, I want to see you, I want to hear you. When God shows up. <laughs> the moment the Lord says, fear not, that kills fear in his son. And now you are weak to hear the rest of the revelation of the journey. Children don't actually look forward to God's presence. They don't want it. They don't desire it. In fact, I hear now, you know, someone says, oh, you know, um, if the anointing of the Holy Spirit is too strong in a church, be careful with that kind of church because all of your secrets can be revealed. Because that PD, glasses, they are not physical. Those glasses are very spiritual. He will just see you and tell you the story of your life. He will use your, the story of your life to joke. So, so that you too, you will know that it's not like he knows. But the Holy Spirit is joking through him. Oh, I'm very aware of it. That the Holy Spirit jokes through me. And convicts people. Through the jokes, through the illustrations. That are not, that are not scripted. Children dread it. They tell you, I'm, I'm waiting to hear God's voice. They don't, they don't want to hear God's voice. Exodus chapter 20, 18 to verse 19. Exodus 20, 18 to verse 19. Exodus 20, 18 to verse 19. Exodus 20, 18 to verse 19. It says, now all the people witnessed the thunderings. They witnessed the lightnings. Witnessed the flashes. They heard the sound of trumpets, but there was no trumpeter. They saw smoke on the mountain, but there was no fire. When the people saw it, they trembled and they stood afar off. Then they said to Moses, Moses, you go speak to God. You speak with us. Whatever God tells you, we will hear. But don't allow God to speak to us. We will die. They convinced themselves. Hear me. If secretly you, your, your, your hack for life is a man of God who has God's ears, you are in for a life of pain and trouble. Go and write it down. I said it. If your act for life is you don't you don't know my pastor PD PD he hears clearly sees in 4K 
You know when you say, I'm not sure, there's some pity is sure. It will tell accurately. So therefore, why am I reading my Bible? I have his phone number. Peter will pick my call. I'm his guy. Hello? Hello? If that, if that, is, your, if that is the posture of your heart, that your heart at life is a servant of God that has built their own relationship, I've been sent to you this morning. It is time to wake up. Let me tell you, neighbor, it's time to wake up. God wants you. He wants you. If indeed, remember where we started from, a revelation of God as daddy. You can't die in daddy's presence unless you don't know who you are. People in the, in the old covenants, that fear was legitimate because they were not sure of their standing. But you are now in the new covenant. You can come boldly by the blood. Boldly by the blood. Boldly by the blood. No fear. Boldly by the blood. No trepidation. I wrote here in my notes, you can shorten your days of travail in the wilderness by learning obedience early. Don't wait till you have gray hair before you learn obedience. God's presence is for you. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 18. God's presence is for me. God's presence is for me. You know, it was this morning during the workers' prayer while Apostle was leading us. You know, it just dawned on me that this is the connection. This is actually it. The reason why that lady had a conversation about worship was because all the feasts and all the celebrations, only those who had access to Jerusalem thought they were doing it right. So those who, didn't, who couldn't go there, they were convinced. And that's why Jesus said, you don't know who you worship. And we now know that those feasts really were not about the feasts. And those feasts really were not even about Jerusalem. The feasts were always about Jesus. And it is impossible to worship if you don't know Jesus. Forget it. You can sing with the voice of an angel. The strings can be stringing. If you don't know Jesus, it is not worship. It says, for you have not come to the mountain that might be touched and that burns with fire. This is talking to New Testament believers. There is no basis for your fear. With blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet, that so that those who heard it begged and the word should not be spoken to them anymore. It says, for they could not endure what was commanded and if so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. It says in verse 21, it was so terrifying that the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. It says, but you, let me preach to your neighbor, say, but you, you have come to Mount Zion. Do you agree there is a but on your life? That the confusion out there is not your confusion. The uncertainty out there is not your uncertainty. The cluelessness out there is not your cluelessness. You have a spirit within you, teaching you, leading you, leading you about. When he sees that you have a credibility of obedience, he says, it's now time to lead you into. I know my son will hear, my daughter will hear, and she will move. You have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God. To the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly, and to the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to the God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus. Somebody said, To Jesus is the mediator, is the access point, is the legitimate access entryway. He says the veil was torn from top to bottom. Jesus opened. 
opened it up. Says, now you can come. And you're looking at yourself, me come into your presence. You mean I don't need to buy new shoes? I don't need to buy new clothes? He says, put on Christ. Put on Christ. His blood is good enough. His blood is good enough. I pray that out of this series, in the month of June, the Lord will raise amongst us mighty ones, mighty ones, eyes that see, ears that hear, feet ordered into destiny. For those who are currently in a muddy pit, and I'm saying, PD, I ignored that signal. I heard the alarm bells. I lost my peace, but I went nonetheless. Father, we pray for your mercy. We pray for your mercy. As many of us who have led ourselves into ditches, and the enemy has convinced us to stay there. Father, we thank you because that is not where we belong. And your hand is pulling us out. And we are ready to walk on that path of shining light. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just stretch forth your two hands. Stretch forth your two hands. I want to pray for you. Father, everyone dealing with cloudiness that is demonic in nature. Voices that are, that are just there to confuse and to manipulate. Father, we rebuke all such. We take authority over them. And we decree over the lives of your children. Light shines. Light shines. In the name of Jesus. In a vision of the night. In a revelation. In a word. In a sound. Let them hear you clearly. And I pray that the grace to be decisive. To arise and to move. Let it come upon your children. In the name of Jesus. As many who have partnered with that demonic spirit of paralysis. Say, so just stay there, analyze it further, pre, pre, and you'll cut it with prepare better, plan better. As far as there is no progress. Oh, in this year of evident progress, I come and arise in the spirit and I push you into your destiny. In the mighty name of Jesus, even as the mother eagle will take the young ones, teaching them how to fly, I will suddenly take the nest off them. I say, you've got wings, let those wings work. Father, as many of your children with wings, but they've been strolling. As many of your children with wings, but they've been crawling. As many of your children with wings, but they've been wobbling and babbling like babies. I speak by the spirits now. Arise and fly. Arise and soar. Come on, I'm speaking directly to your destiny right now. Arise and fly. Arise and soar. In the name of Jesus. Some of you begin to remember things that I said to you in time past. You begin to see and remember flashbacks. Some of you in dreams. Some of you it's in conversation. Some of you old friends. Say, how oh, oh, about that shop you, 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 you talked about many years ago? How oh, about that book you mentioned 10 years ago? I show you remember. There'll be a quickening. There'll be a quickening. There'll be a quickening. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, gracious Father. Father, for as many who are not even part of this family and they are subject to confusion, if you're not the sound of my voice and you've not received the life of Christ, today is your day. I want to pray with you quickly in the room watching online please say with me lord jesus i believe you are the son of god thank you for dying for my sins thank you for taking my place in the grave i believe you are alive today next i come live in me live through me i receive eternal life in my spirit by your grace i declare i am born again i am brand new i am forgiven i am saved in jesus name we have prayed in jesus name we have prayed in Jesus' name, we are afraid. Now I am led to prophesy to someone, it is time to go forward. It is time to go forward. Prophesy to yourself, I am moving forward. 
Come on, put your hand on your chest. Say to yourself, I'm moving forward. I hear clearly. I see clearly. I know what to do. And by the Spirit, I know how to do it. I do not stumble. I saw the wings of the Spirit. Glory to God. Come on, if you believe it is done, I want you to jam those hands together. Give the Lord a big shout. You've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember you are a champion. God bless you.